Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes Podcast. The Holy Smokes Podcast. That's Holy right. Smokes Podcast. That's us. That's us. That's us <laughs> right here, right now. It's happening. That's it. And Again. we are on episode eleven. Five. Okay, eleven. Eleven. Yeah. I should yes. have checked. <laughs> yeah, episode eleven. So we are now officially in the double digits. Double digits. Yes, you just repeated yourself twice. Twice because it's double. Ah, uh, clever. I like that. <laughs> I like what you did there. Double (laughs) whiskey. Yes. Awesome. What's up, Nate? How's it going? (laughs) It's going pretty good. Uh, The third week of Lent, so... Is it the third? Are we in the fourth week of Lent? Are we in the... Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No, I think it's... You're right. It's the third. Third? Yeah. Feels like a fourth. But by the time people will get this... Oh, right, we'll right, be because we're we're in, like, DeLorean timeline right now. Yes, yes. Also, we didn't mention last time when we were recording, and we should have, uh-huh. that um, the Annunciation, the Feast of the Annunciation yeah, just passed. Yeah, that just passed, and if, uh, if you guys didn't know, it was the, um, the anniversary of Mother Ter... Not Mother Ter... Um, Mother Angelica's Mother passing Angelica. was yesterday... Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, I love Mother Angelica. She's so she real. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, for a little while, I went to a, uh, I went to like a come and see. I stayed with the Franciscan Friars of the Oh, Renewal I remember there. that. Yeah. yeah. And she was actually still alive. She was there. Uh, that particular time I was there, though, she wasn't taking visitors. Normally she, she visits the people who are, or she um, takes visitors for like the, those who are like, aspiring or discerning oh okay. she wasn't feeling well that day so i didn't get a chance to meet her oh so. i remember seeing you on tv i was like oh, hey look there he is oh yeah 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 you just there saw the back is. of my head i just saw the back of your head <laughs> oh, yeah. look at that look at him <laughs> that's funny uh so um i don't know man it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a not a long podcast but there's a lot we're trying to get into so yeah so uh, with the last episode we we briefly talked about what we're going to be going over for the next couple weeks mm-hmm. and that is what are we going to be talking about eventually well we're building up to the liturgy we're building up to talking uh-huh. about the mass uh-huh. but uh nate and i both agree that you can't one does not just talk about the mass right, <laughs> <laughs> right? so we thought that it would be helpful to sort of like lay the groundwork and the foundation for things that we can draw upon when talking about the mass yeah. So, I mean, we have a few things that we wanted to talk about today. But first, just real quick, for those who want to follow along or looking for excellent resources to kind of learn about the Mass, yep. and even the background of the Mass, there's two great books that I would recommend. Um, one Nate was reviewing sort of before this podcast, and it's one of my favorites. It had a lot to do with sort of my reversion to the Catholic faith and a deeper sort of sense of reverence to the liturgy. It is Spirit of the Liturgy by, yep. at the time, Cardinal Ratzinger, who later became Pope Benedict XVI. Mm-hmm. Excellent book. Excellent book. How long did it take you to read it when you first read it? Oh. <laughs> I won't talk about it. <laughs> a long time. I don't it, took a, it took a long time. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Cardinal Ratzinger or Pope Benedict, it's, just, it's, it's pretty hard to read sometimes just because yeah. it's so dense. There's so it, much. Yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on, but it's all yeah. good. It's all oh yeah, good. it's all good. Yeah, and then um, 
myself, I've been uh, I've read it once, and I'm just sort of rereading it again. Uh, the Latin Mass Explained by Monsignor George Mormon, uh, and it has a foreword here by uh, Monsignor Michael Schmitz, who's actually I think the vicar for the Institute of Christ the King here in the United States. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And there's um, um there's another one actually that I I forgot to tell you about um which i i know that you know but in case anybody want, is, wants to look into any other resources that are good on the mass um it's the one by dr scott hom yes Hom-Han. that's such a, um, such a good one yeah uh that one oh i'm drawing a blank right now the lamb supper the lamb supper yes mm-hmm. that was that was my first dive into uh studying liturgy and mm-hmm. understanding um where everything comes from in regards to the mass uh he has a very 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 great way of just explaining everything very simply and Mm -hmm. just laying out all the facts and the references to scripture um how it all really ties in together so it's a really great 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 resource yeah and and actually that book specifically um i think it's wonderful because uh it really ties into the relevance of um uh the um the last book uh, the Book of Revelations. Yes, uh, and, a lot and of how that, that ties into there. Mass. Yeah, so definitely cool. awesome. So uh, what we'll do uh, is I'll provide links to these books um, and anything else we might talk about to the no- on the notes for this podcast. So mm-hmm. yeah, for those who want to follow along. Cool. So Nate, before we start talking about like the Mass in general, what's what are mm-hmm. what are one of the things that you think we should um, we should consider and talk about? I think it's important to start with where liturgy comes from, mm-hmm. because I think in order to to understand liturgy, we have to understand uh, kind of the origins. Because when when we think, I think when most people hear the word liturgy, things that come to mind are like colors at mass with the mm-hmm. vestments, linens, and all of that stuff, and and maybe the mass itself. But where it all comes from is very important, and I think uh, it's a it's a good idea to to start there. Sure. Can you just um, and you might you may or may not be ready. I I have in my mind what I would say, but could you define liturgy for us? Oh yeah, um, and I think I think that I I touched on this in a couple of episodes. Um, one of our earlier. Um, earlier episodes, um, I th- I think when yeah when most people think of liturgy, uh, it's kind of something that's mentioned in the Sunday bulletin mm-hmm. <laughs> when you go to mass and sure, you see sure. like liturgical schedule or head of uh, head of liturgy um, mm-hmm. when you see that in there right um, when we talk about about liturgy um there are a couple of things that liturgy is tied to when it comes to like catholic um because mm-hmm. we have we have things like um liturgy of the hours right mm-hmm. um liturgical celebrations with kind of this is tied to but basically it is um the the public worship of of the people right okay. yeah so um uh, it's the public worship of the people, and that could be like anywhere from uh, for us on the on the um, the uh, more familiar with the Roman Church. That would be mm-hmm. like 
the rites, ceremonies, prayers, and sacraments right. of the church. In the Eastern churches, when they speak of a liturgy, it really um, they really are sp- speaking specifically only of the sacrifice of the Holy Eucharist. So when we say right. liturgy, it's it's a it's a public worship. Yes. Yeah. Any of those things, right? Any of those forms, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is why, like, when you hear things like Liturgy of the Hours, it is is the public prayer of the people Mm -hmm. through the many hours of the day. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, fun fact, circling back to last last week or the week before, uh, we celebrated the Feast of um, of, uh, um, St. Benedict, who Mm -hmm. was the first to sort of split up the day into these... uh, hours and how we celebrate the liturgy of the hours anyways right, we digress right, right, right. <laughs> and, and and that's and, and that's the thing and it, you say digress but it actually leads into kind of the the point of it all mm-hmm. the point of of liturgy and where it all comes from because what 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 it kind of does come to is when we talk about liturgy for for us as Catholics, it, it has its place um in our reality because yes the liturgy is kind of thought of as something that's done with worship which is true Mm -hmm. um but being that it's like worship it it, it's sometimes aimed towards heaven towards a place that we can't we can't see we don't have we can't look into heaven directly right and so liturgy has its place in our reality it's it's real here among mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and um it it, it kind of helps us to understand and learn of those things that are divine and that are beyond us mm-hmm. um and when we talk about where a lot of that comes from um a lot of the origins of liturgy you you do start to find in actually um the book of exodus way back okay. then Okay. Okay. Um, basically, what happens, and, and if anybody remembers uh, the Book of Exodus and and what the, you know, the the general story is, is mm-hmm. that you had Moses who was essentially trying to free the Israelites from slavery, mm-hmm. right? And you probably heard the whole thing, you know, um, let my people go, right? Let my people <laughs> go. Right. And and I think like that, like that is the line that sticks out to, to people. But yeah. um, that's actually really important because that that's really only half of it. Because part okay. of the story is to free the Israelites. But God's commandment or what God wanted was for Moses to have the people of Israel be free so that they may worship. So the mm. point of it is two things. Freedom, so that they may worship. So if you actually go through that line of let my people go, it's let my people go so that they might worship. Interesting. So it, it wasn't just let my people go because they're slaves. It's let my people go. And this is God uh, right. commanding to let my people go so that they may worship. There's there's a, right. there's an actual reason for their freedom. Exactly. And, it, mm. it, and it's... And there's this this direct tie to freedom and worship, and that the the people that we are truly free free from captivity mm-hmm. when we worship God. Okay. Cool. And so I, I'm looking at it now. So this is Exodus chapter nine, verse one, mm-hmm. right? So it's saying the Lord says to Moses, Moses, go to Pharaoh to tell him. Um, let's see. 
I want to make sure I, uh, let's use the Dewey Rames version. And the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, let my people go to sacrifice to me uh, or to worship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think that part is missed a lot. And so the Mm -hmm. point of Exodus is not entirely just so that they may be free so that they can enter into the promised land that that god had prepared for the israelites Mm -hmm. yes like that that land is that promised land is is a part of it right Mm -hmm. but the point is worship yeah yeah i think that's beautiful i think that gets lost I, i i and maybe i've heard this before but like to like like if we just kind of like explore that for a second like the point of our freedom is to worship it isn't just for the sake of freedom right mm-hmm. and so like this is that's just a beautiful reminder of that mm-hmm. cool yeah that's awesome. and and that and that's what you know that's that's what god is trying to get a get across to the people and if you mm-hmm. really look at it it's simple it was simple the point is it the point of it is to worship and it isn't until after they're freed from mm-hmm. slavery that mm-hmm. the that they then receive the the ten commandments right mm-hmm. And get the Ten Commandments, and then, um, you know that that then kind of ties into, yes, worship, but live by these, you know, live by these by these laws, so that you are not enslaved by by the things that are you know around you, and so that the the point of it that I was able to come to is that. Even though yes, we are to worship, and and God did, did does prescribe very specific ways to worship, right? Mm-hmm. He lays out yes, ten commandments, but he also does detail to Moses, uh, especially when it comes to like the construction of the tabernacle, very specific ways that it should be done with very specific materials right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. the and even the overall worship of you know the kinds of things that you were to bring when it came to like sacrificing animals or something like that it's it, it's very specific and very laid out and right. and i think i think the 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 point of of a lot of that is is so that we understand and come to know that yes god wants us to worship but there is a there is one way to worship in terms of like yes, loving God and and living a life that is well lived, which I think that's yeah. what He wants more than anything else. Right, right. You know, yeah. You know what? Some people might argue, and they might be like, "Well, like, um, you know, like, uh, people don't really like want to worship. Like, this is like they're only doing it because they're afraid of what like God is what God will do if they don't worship, right? Like mm-hmm. you." Like out of a fear of what might not happen, mm-hmm. um, like like because I would assert that like hey worship is just natural and like we like all of us are inclined to to uh, uh, believe in something greater than ourselves and to mm-hmm. worship that thing. Yeah. Um, and I think a great example of this like where you, an argument for those who might be like oh well like it's just because like Moses told them to worship that and to- Moses said that God wanted them to worship but like you take Moses out right when he goes up to the mountain mm-hmm. the desire of their hearts is still there and they want to worship so what do they do mm-hmm. they create a calf of gold and worship that yeah. so like even in their hearts they they, they, they want to worship something and mm-hmm. and it's right. like what you're telling us is like God is like not only saying hey let's free them to worship 
And now you're telling me like, hey, there's because of that desire, God is really now providing a way so that we can worship in that. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's telling the Israelites, these are the ways that you should be doing this now. Right. And and also keeping in mind of some of the you know other cultures that were kind of taking place, God wanted to try to um, divert them away from those kinds of things, um, which is one of the reasons why it's understood that the Ten Commandments were there so that they wouldn't fall into um, some of the other things that were happening in some of the other mm-hmm. uh, religious groups. Um, and But the one that does remain at the very top of the commandments is to love God above all things, mm-hmm. right? With yep. your whole heart, your whole being. Um, and, and that continues to remain at the at the number one most important thing. And another thing to note too, is that um, when it does come to uh, like the worship of God, um, you know, something was, at least in the Old Testament, something was being sacrificed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about how God has created all things, all things are his. Mm-hmm. And so, Yes, things are being sacrificed, but to a God who is already full and complete perfectly, right? Right. And all things already belong to him. Right. Right. And so if you look at a lot of um, different like verses through through scripture, uh, something that, you know, if you look at Isaiah, if you look at, um, you know, Psalms, um, one thing that there's a common thread is that God will tell them, you know, you know, you, you sacrifice to me all of these things, but what I want is you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a life that is that is lived well, and and that does imply a sacrifice, yeah. not like yeah. a, a you know so much a, a you know we think of sacrifice, we think of of it, crazy kinds of hardships. It, it maybe it can be, mm-hmm. but. You know, sometimes those those sacrifices are simply just turning away from um, some of the things that lead us away from God. And and what He wants is at the at the very essence of it all is us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you see, I mean, sort of, kind of bouncing off that, you see how at the very beginning, right? Uh, and I think this is a this is um I think it's from the Lamb's Supper. Uh, where I read this, it, it, or maybe Spirit of the Liturgy. I don't know. Someone read both and tell me which one. Um, but uh, this idea of sacrifice, though, um, isn't foreign to humanity mm-hmm. and isn't foreign to uh, two things, an a, a expression of love, but also an expression of sorrow for sin, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about sacrifice, it's necessary to talk about like the need, like what are the different needs that arise where people feel the need of sacrifice, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, last week and the week before that, and a lot of times when you and I talk about sacrifice and you, our spouses, we talk about you can't love without sacrifice, right? Um, but we can also talk about sacrifice in, in the uh, context of like atonement for sin. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, 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 and maybe maybe I'm just stupid, and everyone has already reflected and thought about this. But like, if you think about Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and sin enters because of their disobedience to God, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
they cover themselves in, in Genesis. We hear that they cover themselves, right? And mm-hmm. in, in common uh, depictions of them, we see them cover themselves with leaves. Well, what happens with leaves, Nate? <laughs> they wither, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then what's covering you is no longer covering yeah. you, right? Uh, so what's the next thing that they use to cover themselves mm-hmm. after leaves, right? Oh, it was... Um... Wasn't it uh, animal hide, I think? Yeah, animal hide. Yeah. Now think about that. Just pause for a second. They sin, right? They realize their shame. They try to cover their shame with the mm-hmm. leaves. Uh, that's not sufficient. And so they cover themselves with animal hide. Well, does an animal just hand over its hide to you? Right. No. Right? <laughs> the animal has to die. Yeah. Right. And so we see like the sacrifice there as a result of sin mm-hmm. to cover the shame. It's like this beautiful sort of imagery of like that first sacrifice and atonement yeah although it wasn't sufficient to 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 truly atone for for the sin of adam and eve it 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 sort of set the tone for what it would look like later on right exactly and 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 we do see that um and i i kind of want to touch back again when it it goes back to uh worship like god even details like very specifically how that kind of action is to take place. And mm-hmm. so um, there, there is like this, this guided way that, that God wants uh, the people to, to worship him. And, um, and, and that can only happen, like true worship can only really happen when, when, when we are trying to live a life that is directed towards God. But that can only really happen when we're really looking at him. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Um, and so um, putting all those things together, so that we kind of have some sort of background on where we see liturgy um, in the early stages and where it all comes from. Um, I think the next thing to kind of get into is well, why, mm-hmm. why, why have it like what, why is it still here now? Why do we still have um, certain forms of or uh, like the form of worship that we do now. Um, and I think that like the easiest way to describe it is that because we're not there yet. We're, okay. we're, 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 not, we're not in heaven. We cannot see God face to face. And this isn't one of those things where we can just say like, oh, well, I'm saved, so I'm fine. Mm-hmm. No, we're, yes, if we have you know, taking up Jesus on his offer on salvation, right? And that's fine and all, but we're still mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. And we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of in this, um, kind of like this in-between time right now where the it, it's not quite night anymore because, you know, due to, you know, sin and the, the sin of the world. No, like mm-hmm. Jesus came into the world and redeemed us, but we're not in heaven yet mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. we're here and so we're kind of in this kind of twilight twilight yeah right and so this the the form of worship that we have as as far as like the mass goes which is this is leading up to um and, and we'll, we'll talk more about how some of the the things from the old testament transitioned over time and were perfected by jesus into the new testament right right um but the reason why Jesus had instituted these things was because we would need them to get to heaven because we are not there 
yet. And, and a lot of what we see during the Mass are, are pointing towards heaven, right? Mm-hmm. They, they all, everything echoes from Scripture on what, what we understand occurs in heaven, you know, mm-hmm. from the the sanctus and and um, the use of incense, and we're gonna touch all of that stuff when we get there. Um, but like that, that's really the point of it is because we're just really not there yet, and this right. is what God wants us to do in order to get there, because He's there. Right. He knows the best way to get there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we should take him up on that offer and use the the roadmap and the you know and the and the way that he wants us to 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 worship him. And I'm not saying that you know you you can't do your own private devotions or prayers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. But right. God, what God wants from all of us, all of us, uh, is that we we worship him. In a way that 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 is similar and as close as possible to the way that the the angels and the saints worship him in right, heaven, right. and the the holy sacrifice of the masses is, is as close as as we get. Right. So, um, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think it is in uh, Spirit of the Liturgy, where he um, where um, Pope Benedict at the time, Cardinal Ratzinger talks about how in the in the Old Testament uh, the aim was uh, the sacrifice and like trying to uh, like you're saying what you're really pointing to is like trying to get as close to heaven as we can here right mm-hmm. trying to get as close to God uh, hence the Holy of Holies right where only one one man at one time of the year could enter right because it was so holy and that's where God dwelled. Um, mm-hmm. And in that in that liturgy, in, in that you you uh, go in there and you try to be as close to God as possible, so that uh, so that you could be with Him and that He could sustain you and sustain His people and eventually do something for you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Cardinal Ratzinger says, like in the Old Testament and before Jesus, all they could do was imitate. All they right. could do was try their best. Right. But after Jesus' um, coming and his resurrection and the institution of the Mass, mm-hmm. it no longer is an imitation, right? Right. It actually is a partaking of, right? It's a partaking of, this is the closest we get to heaven here on earth. Right. And so, and, and you're right there. And Cardinal Ratzinger does does bring it up um, where he... He basically says that um, there's a relationship uh, to liturgy um, in um, in um, in time and space, and um, and 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 basically that the foundation of of liturgy is is a historical event of Christ's death and resurrection. On the cross okay yeah. because it's an actual thing that happened um and and so he states and this is uh quoting from the um from the text that christian worship is entirely is and surely a cosmic liturgy that embraces both heaven and earth right and yeah. so what we're participating in is something 
divine. Right. It, yes. It's embracing both heaven and earth. And so um, we're in this mixture of this in-between already and not yet. And that yes. the New Testament is like this in-between time. It's this image between shadow, past, and reality. And it 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 gives... And this is where it gets like a little heavy, <laughs> where like theology uh, or liturgical theology, a a form, which does take a lot to think about because it's kind of taking something that is divine and giving it a form, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And yeah. I and I think that when that we have the mass that is something that is purely and truly divine um and in most cases you can't see things of divine nature mm-hmm. under most circumstances right 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 um but we have it right there in front of us at mass right right so um so we touched a little bit there on like so like worship and sort of here like how this worship essentially is elevating us to become closer to God, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if if we are here, like sitting down, like laying the groundwork for the talking about just the Mass in general, um, what we're really trying to point out here is that Mass and liturgy aid in our worship. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Mass is an act of worship. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I would also, I mean, sort of kind of pivoting a little bit, I I guess what I would also say is another thing that the Mass is and commonly sort of referred to aside from just the the catechism of the Catholic Church says it's the highest form of prayer, the highest form of worship, right? And the Church has always taught that it's the most... It's, it's the best thing that a Christian can do to worship God. Yeah. But we, and we also talked about the Mass, and something that's sometimes forgotten, sometimes not as emphasized as much, is Mass is also a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so, um, uh, in speaking to that level, I think it's also important. Like, so, real quick, the word sacrifice, right? Sacrifice come, it is derived from two different Latin words, sacer, and facere. Sacer means sacred and facere means to make. So a sacrifice is to to make something sacred. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, the reason I think this is important is because when we're, when we're approaching Mass in that worship, it isn't just like us saying like, hey, like here's Mass, like uh, let's get close to God, right? And so we're there. But like, what do we come to him with? Like, and you're mm-hmm. talking to us, Nate, about like, hey, like, like, uh, in the past there used to be like animal sacrifices and oblations mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and scripture also tells us like, hey, like, these things I really don't want a humble and contrite heart. It's you mm-hmm. that that God wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we approach uh, this worship, like. We approach it with a sacrifice. Now, if we're thinking about like how we honor people, and the best way to kind of talk about this is if you've ever seen like dignitaries or like heads of state meet each other, like when I don't know, President Trump or Obama or Bush, whenever they met, uh, 
the Pope or any other public figure, one of the regular ceremonies that happen is they exchange gifts. Right. You ever right, notice right. that? Like, yeah. I mean, first of all, how cool would it be? Like, if, like, every time, like, you met someone, you just got a gift. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh. Oh. Okay, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that gift isn't just supposed to be a nicety, but, like, it's, it's a way to honor them. Right. Right, right, right. And so it's a natural thing for, like, um, someone to want to honor someone else. Like, Nate, when I, when I last saw Nate, mm-hmm. uh, he honored me. Uh, <laughs> sounds a little he weird. Honored you. He honored as I was leaving. He he gave me some cigars, which was very nice of you, Nate. I haven't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He okay. gave me some cahibas. And I, a... I I honored you. I sacrificed from my collection. Eggs. What a great analogy. <laughs> right. And man, oh man, did that hurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it. And a lot of people will be like, well, like, God, you know, and this whole talk of worship, actually, Nate, one thing that we should consider, even in the idea of sacrifice, is like, well, why even do things externally, right? Uh Like, hey, like, if God just wants, like, me, like, internally, like, I can just hand myself over to him and worship, and there is no need for the external things. Right, right. Right? What do you say to that? Um, <laughs> you caught me. Sorry. <laughs> Dang we, it. I feel like I, we I, say this every episode, but are we editing editing this out? Because uh, no, because no, I'm because I'm responding because I'm responding to text. I'm not. I'm not. Yep. All right. So you're I, I I heard what you said, but yeah. I well, like so for example, like why why we're talking about worship, and you're talking about hey, like like we're we're gonna like worship god in this way mm-hmm. like with these acts uh-huh. why why even do it externally why not just do it internally like if god oh, sees everything right, right, right. including my heart which is what he wants a humble and contrite heart i got you what's the yeah. message like why even go through the motions of other things right well i mean i i one of the things that i that i say about that is well um we worship not just you know, not just with our, our, our mind and with our spirit, but also with our bodies because we are physical beings that have bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And being that we worship with bodies, that means that we have flesh. And part of that flesh is to, I, I, I don't want to say the word tame it, but to, but to mortify it and a lot of that does have to do with the the way that we um that we participate in mass because or in 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 prayer for that um just in general um because there is there is something to be said about um about form and about posture yep um any of these exterior things right And, and so like we we don't just worship in in just our 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 intellect um like mm-hmm. in our in our thoughts or right. interiorly no um we worship also with our bodies because right. that's what we are and um you know posture i i've i've always believed that posture is like really really important yeah um and especially when it comes to actively participating in mass yeah. um I, I i think that there, there's a lot to be said about how we are reverent um not just internally 
but externally, externally as well. Right. It's it's and that the same argument goes on to like just why not why even like participate in like a Sunday mass or a Sunday liturgy versus mm-hmm. just stay at home and like do it by yourself or do it with your family. There's right. there's um it's because like we are body and soul. Like mm-hmm. yes, we can worship internally, but that's only worship, worshiping with half of what God gave us. Exactly. Right. Um for and what God those, is not asking is half of us. He's yes. He wants all of us. And if we yes. expect him to give himself wholly to us, right. then we ought to give ourselves wholly to him. Yeah. Great example of this would be if I told my wife that I loved her, but I never actually showed her that I loved her. I oh, if you, like, any, if you just like told her. Yeah. Right. And yeah, like, well, I told you I love you. Yeah. And then just Isn't like, that enough? like walked away and just did yeah. anything else after that right it's like, like i said it so yeah, come on exactly <laughs> like but like along with our interior like affections right come exterior shows of those affections uh-huh. right and so if that's necessary for people our peers our fellow human beings yeah. how much more necessary and right. perfect it is is it for god right it's because actions mean something to right. us right when you embrace somebody it's you know just because that person is important to you right it's yeah. kind of showing them that you you know you're important to me and that i that i care about you right and same thing when it comes to worship a lot of the the things that we do um when it comes to form and posture or even just being there um yeah has something to say now i'm not saying that one can be without the other right yep because being there is one thing but actively participating um does not mean just showing up it's having the right kind of disposition and 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 i'll admit like you know sometimes i don't come in with the right disposition Mm mm-hmm um, but I think also, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what are we doing to, to be disposed? Are we taking time, you know, before mass to kind of, you know, clear your thoughts and kind of be ready for what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. Or are we rushing to get to mass because we're running late, you know? Right, right. Um, you know how are how are you properly disposing yourselves? Uh, does does help out a lot um, in preparing your body uh, for you know for for worship and so that your body does reflect your interior reverence. Right, and so going back on on sacrifice, then so this our sacrifices are both then interior of ourselves and exterior. Right, right, um, which is. Uh, God was leaving these breadcrumbs, like for example, in in the Old Testament, uh, mm-hmm. in the offering of of bulls or lambs and things like that. Those mm-hmm. were the exterior things. Now, um, the reason, for example, so if I if Nate gave me something, he he, like he gave me the uh, the cigars, like he gave them to me and he presented them to me. He gave them to me whole, so that I That's could a use them. Offering. <laughs> like if you burnt those in front of me like, it's a burnt just, offering it's intense. well i burn them oh gotcha <laughs> right okay. but like in in the um in the worship of god gifts aren't just presented with a mm-hmm. sacrifice not only are they presented but they're destroyed 
Uh right? Uh Like the things presented to God are destroyed. This is Uh an important concept because it shows that a change of, of this sensible real thing in sacrifice so that it becomes unusable to anyone else. Mm-hmm. It acknowledges that this is for God and God alone and also mm-hmm. acknowledges that God is master over the living and the dead. He's master yes. of creation, right? right? And this is going to be an important concept to keep in the back of your mind. This idea of sacrifice in this context when we talk about Jesus in the mass later on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, the, the, the groundwork that we laid here is the idea of worship and worshiping in a specific way, mm-hmm. right? And the idea of sacrifice uh, um, and the need for it to be both interior and exterior. Yep. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. In 40 minutes? Yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just uh, it, we would love to hear feedback about this, guys. So, yeah, like, if you guys seriously. are like, oh my gosh, guys, that was so boring, do something else, we'd love to do something else. But, like, if you guys are finding this helpful, and I, honestly, I love talking about the mass, we could do this all year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we, we would love to get some feedback on that. Yeah. Um, we did have one question. We got one that- question in, right? Yeah, that I think that we, we should take time to answer. I did promise our our dear listener that uh, we would answer it. He asked... I, he was actually, that the only one? I thought that there were two. Am I wrong? Uh, I, well, the, the, the first question was sort of a spoof question. He asked if there's any snakes in Ireland. Oh. <laughs> and, of course, I just answered immediately. Not anymore, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and so this question, the, the next question was, uh, it was more serious and I think deserves a, a, a response is, yeah. uh, do you think there is a crisis in the church? Question mark. Um, do you I mean, th- I think there are, I mean, if you're talking about like recently, I mean, you know, when it comes to the, um, you know abuses of you know of of children and of uh you know of even adults and, th- and thing like things like that um yeah that um i can definitely see that as being a um a, a, a terrible crisis um i feel like i mean you know there are there are, are things going on in the church that people might consider crises crises I don't know the plural of that is. Hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Mises. But um, I think just overall, yeah, there are, you know, there, there are some things in the, in the church, and I'm not going to try to downplay any of them. I've, I believe that the church is, is very much hurting and that there is a lot going on. Yeah. And for all of the bad, we have to always, you know, remind ourselves that um you know if if there are all of these things that are happening right let's one like not forget and this is not to downplay or ignore these bad things but there's also a great amount of good that's happening right um and also what are we doing about it because i think it's very easy to get caught up in pointing out all of the things that are wrong yeah 
yeah, you know, absolutely. And and I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one to do it. And like no, like in anything in life, I'll be the first one to do it. Um, not a good thing though. I'm not saying right. that it's a good thing. Right. Um, I I think what what is important is to look at it all and say, okay, what am I going to do about this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it's good to pray, yeah, pray, yeah. For, you know, pray for these things to end. Pray for the healing of people that are affected by anything that happens that's bad, right? Um, but to also, what am I going to do actively to do something good, mm-hmm. something positive, or to shift things? You know, one, you know, Jerome and I, we could have, we could have done nothing right. with all of the. Because what what were, you know, one of the reasons why we started this podcast was, you know, there the, the, we felt like something had to be done, um, with the advancements and the tools that we have and the technology that we have that could be used to evangelize. Mm-hmm. I feel like we or we felt like not enough is being done, mm-hmm. that we can do more with this, and so that's why we're you know we're opening it up to you know people asking questions and you know doing all sorts of topics so that we can do something Mm -hmm. to help change and and and, you know make change in in the in the catholic world right you know yeah you know there's um i've i've heard uh, a story um of gk chesterton um i don't know if it's true but it's Uh It's um, it's very much like him in the way that he it, the response is crafted, but mm-hmm. it's talking about um, that uh, the the Times once sent out this inquiry to famous authors of his time, including G.K. Chesterton, and um, asking the question, "What's wrong with the world today?" And Chesterton mm-hmm. re- replied in a letter back to the Times, saying, "Dear sir, I am." Yours truly, mm. G.K. Chesterton, right? Um, there's so much. There's so much uh, that we can say about the, the the different things that are going on with the church and there's and in society as a whole, right? Uh, and to be fair, and not to downplay what's happening now, by no means, right? But there's always been crisis in the church. If you think about the Aryan crisis early in the church, where uh, more than uh, half of the bishops, yikes. yeah, more than half the I mean, bishops. We're in, in heresy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, that, yeah. Like, crisis is not, is not um, new. new to the church. No. Right. Uh, and, and, and it was, to me, it was always saved by the saints. Yep. Yeah. Those willing and brave and bold enough to, to live the gospel mm-hmm. uh, unashamed truthfully and unapologetically mm-hmm. right um saint francis of assisi he, yeah i mean right. he didn't he didn't run away or hide you know he mm-hmm. he just embraced the 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 life of christ right to, to the best that he did i mean kind of like what i was saying earlier a, a, a life as well lived yeah 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 and so is there is there a crisis in the church um, now more than ever, yes, we can say that, and you can look around, and you can see a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the dangers, and, and I, I know uh, Nate just sort of mentioned this, but like one of the dangers is to 
allow yourselves to like see the crisis but then just get sucked into it yeah right to like read all the articles and then oh this bishop is doing this so this priest did this or this group did this and just like really get sucked into Mm -hmm. like all Mm -hmm. things wrong right yeah Um, it's not bad to be aware of what's happening in the church right but there is a certain level of virtue and temperance even in that Mm -hmm. in that regard right to Mm -hmm. understand what's going wrong but then you yourself doing what you can to make your world around you right. 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 Um, and like with that being said, we need to pray for our priests. We need to pray for our bishops. We need to pray for our cardinals, mm-hmm. pray for our clergy, that they remain faithful. It's not a lot of, a lot of times we, we like, we're like, Oh, the church is this and that. And it's because of the bishops and cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yes. This accountability falls on them. Are you, pr- are you praying for them? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, are, are, are we, are we doing what we need to? Are we offering the right sacrifices? Like, uh, my spiritual director the other day, uh, during his homily on, um, on, on confession, he, he, re- he recounts that, hey, you know, um, when, a, when, a spirit, when, when a spirit leaves the soul, right, that it comes back with seven more demons, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in confession, like, if you, if you open yourself up, and don't really like, uh, like, repent truly that sin or something happens, and the, the scripture says that the demon comes back seven times, yeah, or with seven more, worse yeah. than he, right? Mm-hmm. So if the devil gets mad at the person confessing the sin, right, and comes back with worse, mm-hmm. right, if that's how he treats the sinner, mm-hmm. how does the devil attack the one? who forgives right. the sinner's sin. Yeah, exactly. Right? How much more under attack are our priests, are our bishops? Yeah. Right? Right. So we have to pray for them. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a that's a very open question for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of listeners would agree um, with at least, you know, some of the things that we were saying. Um, but we definitely uh, definitely appreciate the question. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, we'll tag you. I think it was uh, it's underscore Tej underscore 42. Thank you, Tej 42. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else from you, Nate? Um, no, no, no. Just uh, thank you guys for listening again. Cool. Yeah, thanks. And uh, this again, this podcast is just teeing it up for the next uh, the next one. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the liturgy and sort of building up to... Uh, all things liturgical. Yeah. So uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Nate. Yep. Thank you. And thank you for listening to two, 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 two. The Holy Spokes podcast, guys, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for going along with it. <laughs> bye. Hey, bye. <laughs>